welcome to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to another episode of the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. It's great to have you joining us with us today. And today, we are going to talk about uh, another kind of hot topic, maybe uh, the topic is hot, and maybe the way I'm going to approach it is uh, not as hot. Maybe it is. You'll have to decide. But it's whether you call it hot or not, I'll tell you what, it's important. It's really, really important. It's really significant in all of our lives, and it's something that we all deal with and we're all challenged by, and we we need help. We need help with it, and that's what I'm here for today to help you to provide some skills and and some principles that you can follow. What I'm talking about is what happened a couple weeks ago when 21-year-old Robert Long killed eight people, including six Asian women. One of those women had an eight-month-old baby. I mean, it's absolute tragedy, absolute tragedy. Now, the results, uh, the situation, what resulted and all the that goes around it have been uh, hotly debated. And I'm wanting to talk about that a little today, but that's not my focus. My focus is really what what's behind it and 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 what the at least this young man said was behind it. So as you know, this has raised the issue of of um, violence toward people of Asian descent. And that is not what I'm not denying that. I'm certainly not denying the reality of of hatred in all of its its many forms. I'm simply going with the quote from this young man who said he had a sex addiction and he was lashing out at what he saw as the sources of his temptation. In fact, he wanted to head to Florida and go after some uh, in the porn industry as well. So though I know it has raised issues regarding violence toward Asian people. That's not my focus. My focus is just really taking this young man at his word. He said it wasn't racially oriented. He said that he had an issue with sex and with pornography and with going to massage parlors and having sex and uh, that these massage parlors essentially allowed him to go to give in to his temptation, and he wanted to eliminate the temptation. Now, again, there's no way you can defend that kind of insanity, and I I wouldn't even try. That's obviously is not correct. But my point is that for today, the focus is on the issue of temptation and giving into temptation rather than on uh, race-based violence. And again, I'm using just his own words. He, he's the one who said that this was the, the reason for this insane thing that he did, this horrible, terrible, awful thing, is his own struggles. Now, there's more to it than just that because he was in a, a facility, a, a halfway house in Atlanta for recovering addicts called Maverick Recovery uh, late in 2019 and early last year and he had a a roommate there and 
that roommate said that he struggled with the sexual sins he committed in those establishments. This, again, is a quote from Tyler Bayless. I lived with Robert Aaron Long for a few months. I can tell you right now, this is not a racially motivated killing. It's the product of an emotionally disturbed young man who felt deep shame about why he frequented these places. So, again, that's that's where I'm coming from. Just the words of, of, of Robert Aaron Long and then the words of Tyler Bayless, his roommate, which, again, support the same, the same uh, narrative, which is that the issue with this young man is not that he has hatred toward Asians or toward women necessarily, uh, but that he really, of course, hated himself for what he did. And so in, in this, again, completely bizarre response to temptation, went and killed, killed for absolutely uh, no logical reason. One guy who talked about this in terms of his insights was a guy named Robert Weiss, who's the chief clinical officer at a Seeking Integrity Treatment Programs in LA. And he said that it's one thing when people have uh, issues with sex and addiction and they ruin their lives and they ruin their partner's lives and they ruin their family's lives all because they can't control their behavior. But he said, they're not killing people. So this is what makes this just so different is we're not just talking about someone who struggled and because of the struggle brought all kinds of damage uh, into his life, but we're talking about someone who struggled and then did something that all the rest of the people who struggle like this don't do, and that's actually lash out and, and end up killing people because of it. So let's just try to understand a little bit about this young man. 21 years old, Robert Aaron Long from the Atlanta area, and grew up in in a Christian home. Uh, grew up listening to the teachings of the Bible about sexuality, and, and including that you wouldn't be doing the things that he was doing, and struggled with the temptation that he could not seem to overcome. And what I would want to say just is a few things. First of all, that. There's nothing wrong with anyone who's tempted. We all get tempted. Temptation is not anything that we're responsible for. This world is filled with all types of temptation. So the issue is not temptation. The issue is is how we respond to temptation. And that's the focus of what I want to talk about today is how can you deal with temptation? How can you overcome temptation so that it doesn't overcome you? This young man is an example, uh, uh, an extreme, extreme, extreme example of what happens when someone can't overcome their temptation. And even though I doubt anyone listening to me today would ever do anything like this young man did, Robert Long, he raises the issue of how do you deal with temptation? You know, what do you do? And, and it's just not sexual temptation. There are other temptations that all of us deal with. Many, frankly, the, all of the overs, you know, overeating, overspending, 
temptations toward gossip, racism, patience. I mean, the, the, the list goes on, not, not to mention the other challenges that we have in terms of temptations to, you know, to act in ways that are not loving or kind or generous. So we all face all kinds of temptations and there's got to be a way to overcome them. And now, again, Robert Long is this extreme example of someone who couldn't overcome his temptations. But he raises the, the larger issue of dealing with temptation. Because, again, as uh, Rob Weiss said, if you, in, in particularly in this case of, of sex addiction, if you, know, if you can't get control over it, it, it can ruin your life, your, your, your partner's life, your, your spouse's life life, your family's life, if you can't control the behavior. So it is something that brings all kinds of, of heartache into our lives and, and it doesn't need to. We can overcome it. I mean, there's, the Bible says that there's no temptation that's been given to us that, that, that uh, God doesn't give us the, the strength and the ability to overcome. So we can overcome any temptation. God doesn't tempt us beyond what we can control, but we, we may need some skills for doing that, some principles, and that's what I want to share with you today is you know how you can do that. Well, having talked about the many different temptations that we face, and again, the principles can, can be used for many different things, I do think that because this issue is raised uh, with the incredible tragic story of what this young man did. I do think that it's it's worth spending some time just looking at what is going on in our world with a temptation, just particularly in, in the sexual area of our lives. And let's just begin with just the biggest thing, which is porn. 85% of men and 41% of women look at porn on a regular basis. There's 420 million web pages devoted to porn. I mean, that's just kind of incredible. 70 million women buy uh, erotic novels. And we'll talk a little bit more in a moment about you know, sort of erotica for women and, and porn for men. 53% of women participate in adult chat rooms, post in sex news groups, or interact online sexually. Whoa. I mean, it's, it's a big thing. The average age children first view porn is 11. 93% of boys and 91% of girls view porn before they, they turn 18 years old. So this is a big deal. There's, there's, no, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, some may say, hey, so what, Rick? Uh, big deal. What's, what's, you know, what's the big deal? Don't, don't give us your, your Christian trip here and tell us, you know, be down on sex. If, you know, some, when the story came out, it said there's no such thing as sex addiction and that uh, if this young guy wasn't in a Christian environment, he wouldn't uh, feel so bad about what he was doing, and then he would not have done this terrible thing. But the fact of the matter is, it's, it's way more complicated than that. It's way, way more nuanced than that. That is the ultimate in simplistic uh, thinking in regards to something that is very complex. So, Let's just try to, you know, develop this out a little bit more and drill down. In the archives of sexual behavior, it says this. Results show that the more pornography a man watches, the more likely 
He is to use it during sex, request particular pornographic sex acts of his partner, deliberately conjure up images of pornography during sex to maintain arousal, and have concerns over his own sexual performance and body image. Now, none of that sounds good. That doesn't sound good for, for intimacy. That doesn't, that doesn't lead in, in the right direction. Let's just look at it from another perspective. A, uh, a guy uh, named Hamaz Youssef, who is the president of Zatiana College in Berkeley, said this in regards to young Muslim men. They become defiled by porn to the extent that they blame the West for corrupting them and eventually turn to jihad for redemption. So again, you know, the bad result that you can say, oh, it's just, here's religion again and with the moralism. Uh, the fact of the matter is that getting to a place of not being able to properly deal with sexual temptation should not lead to killing eight people or jihad or anything even remotely resembling that and 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 yet it can but again there's much more evidence you don't just need the christian perspective on this uh one in five people who regularly watch porn admit to feeling controlled by their own sexual desires one in five obviously robert long was controlled by sexual desires and 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 look what what happened to him there's a, a group on reddit reddit community called no fap trying to abstain from watching porn and you know some of their uh you know some of their sharing and information it's just um incredible because for those addicted to porn arousal declines with the same person and then they they look for different people to continue their arousal look for uh different behaviors, constant newness. It's just really incredible. Now, in this group, 12% reported watching five or more hours of internet porn every week. 59% reported watching between four and 15 hours. I mean, it's just like, holy smokes. This is a big issue. 53% developed a regular porn habit between 12 and 14 years old. 64% say their taste in porn have become more extreme or deviant. So this is the, the challenge that you face with temptation and giving into temptation. 67% said that, you know, they, they struggle with their own productivity because of, of the, the temptation and, and the challenges. And then from a, just from a female perspective, here's what one woman said. I progressed from harmless romantic stories to online erotica and eventually to porn. The erotica sites have links to porn sites. I never thought I would click on them in the beginning. I was even disgusted by the images at first. However, I became increasingly numb as time went on. Soon found myself on those very sites. And at the peak of my addiction, I was spending five to six hours a day watching porn both free and paid and reading erotica so this is this is uh and then just to finish it out so then i started drinking abusing ambien and ended up on depression medication and suicide was a real thought so it's pretty incredible the amount of 
porn use that's happening and erotica uh, for women and then the, the resulting negative. So you can say, you know, oh, there's no such thing as sex addiction, but people who are struggling with this, they they see it that way. That is how they they view it. That is their that is their clear understanding of of exactly what is taking place and happening in their life. And there are those just by the way in the medical field who say that this kind of porn viewing is highly addictive and it shuts down the prefrontal cortex of the brain and alters brain development, especially in kids as they watch it. So again, there's surprise two sides to the story in terms of how people see what is taking place and happening and the challenge that it brings to so many people. Just to develop a little bit more on on this from a male and female perspective, porn fuels the sex drive of a man by directing it toward objectifying women. And again, this is how you can then commit violence toward women when you don't see them as a person made in the image of God, but as just as an object. It attacks the ability to form relationships. We'll talk more about that. It has a negative impact on marriage, emotional intimacy, trust issues. German study concluded that porn use is decreasing the interest in young men to get married. And by the way, that's now being that's now being shown in other places as as well. So it it, it ends up creating a situation where it's moving us away from relationship and all the things that really are, are, are so important and beneficial. For many, born is really not about sex as much as an escape. That, again, that may in fact be the case, but the answer certainly cannot be more porn use. Now, for women, erotica, you know, it seems harmless. It's just words on a page, you know, but it creates false expectations for relationships. The fantasy of erotica inspires a longing for more. And it awakens and manipulates and deepens these longings. And so, you know, look something like this, you know, the man is super rich and handsome and fit and compliments and gives gifts and there's incredible dates an unbelievable sex, you know, wow, incredible, yeah, but maybe not realistic. It, reading erotica is just like viewing porn in that it creates an intense sexual reaction. So both of these things are really damaging, terribly damaging to men and women in terms of what it means for relationships. What does it mean for your relationships? That's, again, that's really the thing that's so concerning is, is the damage that it, it can do to our ability to have healthy relationships, to be able to get married and have a family and have a satisfying sex life and 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 feel close to each other and all those things that get messed up by going down this road. But again, I would say it's certainly temptation is not solely a matter of just the, the sexual. It's, it's many, many 
other things, greed, you know, the seven deadly sins, right? Gluttony and greed. I mean, there's, there's sloth and, you know, laziness. So there's, you know, there's a lot of temptations out there in a lot of different ways. It's just that this particular young man was dealing with the sexual temptation. And as I'm trying to show you, boy, that's, this is a huge thing because so many men and women are impacted by this. So what can you do? Yeah, you made the case, Rick. I'm pretty depressed. You know, what, what can we do? Well, let's just start here. Lose the excuses. In other words, that's where this has to start. You know, it's no big deal. Everyone does it. I deserve a little fun. My needs aren't getting met. I need this as a release. I need a boost. You know, whatever it is, you know, going out and just crazy overspending way beyond what you can afford just to feel better, you know, that's not the answer. And so we have to just start with a place where we, we just can own it and not make excuses about it. I mean, that's just crucially important to the, the beginning of, of overcoming temptation. And then we just have to be able to come clean. In other words, light overpowers darkness. As long as it's, as it's something hidden that no one knows about, it really has power over you. No one knows how much you're spending. No one knows how much porn you're watching. No one knows how much erotica you're reading. No one knows how much you're lying. And so it's, it's not something that is in the light. So you've got to be able to come clean to somebody, whether that's a pastor or whether that is a small group of people, whether that is a trusted friend, whether that is a counselor, therapist, you've got to be able to talk to somebody about it and be able to get it out of the darkness and get it into the light. Just absolutely crucial, crucial, crucial to be able to do that. Of course, it always comes down to boundaries. You know, the boundaries that you set. You have to set boundaries. You may have to install something in your computer, like Covenant Eyes is one software. And it'll essentially, you know, keep you from visiting the sites. You know, now you may say, yeah, but if I know the password, can I just go in and override it? And that's where you have to get somebody else involved. And you give them the password. So you don't even know what it is. I mean, just think about how incredibly effective something like that. I mean, you're feeling down, you're feeling low, you feel like you need a little boost and you think, I'll just watch a little porn, maybe masturbate, feel better. And then you do it. But if you can't get onto those sites, then, then you find other ways of dealing with it that we'll talk about in just a second and you're able to overcome it. So simple things like that can really, really, really make a, a, a difference. I think that, you know, you have to come to a place where you just kind of are able to say, you know, I'm just going to run from this temptation. I'm going to run away from it. The Bible would talk about fleeing evil, you know, resisting evil. Just I'm not going to give in to the temptation. I'm not going to allow it to take over my life. And in, in the case of this young man, I mean, it took over his life to the point that he just committed mass murder. It's like the ultimate example, but it does show us in lesser forms how temptation can just overcome. 
got to find some type of of uh, accountability some somewhere in this got to find some way of dealing with dealing with it because that's the only way therapists and counselors talk about building new neurological pathways you know just like you can do that I have an entire book on that it's how do you deal with porn how do you like overcome it you have to o- overcome it and you can overcome it by literally kind of rewiring the way that you you think your neurological pathways that's just crucial that book by the way is called wired for intimacy how pornography hijacks the male brain by a guy named william william struthers so if you want to look that up that's a that might be helpful to you wired for intimacy show you a little bit about how how this all works from a, a brain perspective neurological perspective again another i talked about it briefly but uh, said we develop it more and here it is the idea of developing authentic relationships breaking free from isolation and getting into relationship i mean that's just so important and so healthy learning to process our emotions not medicate them so if you're overspending or you're overeating you're watching porn or reading erotica you're medicating you're self-medicating and that is not the answer the answer is learning how to process your emotions in a in a, in a healthy way needs to absolutely needs to happen and and good news it absolutely positively can happen asking for god's help you know god god um forgives us and he helps us to overcome temptation do, do you know the famous lord's prayer right lead us not into temptation and some people go like why would god lead us into temptation but the better way to understand that is this don't allow the power of temptation to overpower me that's really what that's really what that means take it from the guy who's the bible the bible guy just praying god don't let the power of temptation overpower me whatever that temptation may be asking god to give you the power to 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 overcome the temptation to have the strength to to resist it and and you know what that can happen that absolutely can happen you can get to that place it it may be something you think is impossible but it's possible i once read this little piece called the autobiography in uh five short chapters chapter one i walk down the street there's a deep hole in the sidewalk i fall in i'm lost i'm helpless it isn't my fault takes forever to find my way out chapter two i walk down the same street there's a deep hole i pretend i don't see it i fall again i can't believe i'm in the same place but it's not my fault still takes a long time to get out chapter three walk down the same street there's a deep hole in the sidewalk i see it's there i still fall in it's a habit my eyes are open i know where i am it is my fault and i get out immediately Chapter four, walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Final chapter, chapter five, I walk down another street. There it is. There's oversimplified, but I mean, that's really what it comes down to. You know, you you, you can't go the same places and you go on the same sites. You talk to the same people. I mean, you know, sometimes you got to change your friends 
because the people you around are around are really just encouraging your behavior and it's not good. It's they're encouraging bad behavior. They're encouraging you to go in directions that that do not help or bless your life. And so you have to to find some new friends, get some new people to, to hang out with that are going to help you to resist the temptation instead of giving into the temptation. But you've got to come to a place where you, you know, you can be honest with yourself and, and say, yeah, this is not good for my life. You know, this is this is not helping my life at all. It's not I'm, I'm in debt. I, I'm overweight. My relationships are a disaster because I'm gossiping and lying. I, I, I don't have a handle on 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 my sexual temptation at all. I'm watching way too much porn. I'm going out I'm committing adultery you're married, I'm reading erotica, whatever it is, you've got to come to that place. You say, this isn't what I want for my life. I don't want to be controlled. I don't want life controlling issues. I want to be able to be free of that. And that's, that, that's where it all starts. No doubt about it. But this young man is a, is a, is just, you know, just like a, a, a warning shot. Like, man, look at the ultimate extreme results of not dealing with, uh, temptation in your life and that's very likely very very likely never going to happen to you but again as rob weiss says it could still wreck your life wreck your marriage wreck your family and you know i know a guy that lost a really great job because he was watching porn on his uh, computer in his office and they found out he lost a six-figure fantastic job so friends deal with the temptation it's not wrong to be tempted but it's wrong to give in to temptation. Deal with the temptations in your life so you can overcome them and, and, and you don't, you're not controlled by anything and you will be a happier person for sure. Hope this has been helpful to you and uh, look forward to talking with you again next week on the Point of Impact Podcast. You've been listening to the Point of Impact Podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.